Welcome to the Resilient AF Podcast. I'm Alex Fresh. I'm Amelia Jackson. And I'm Bennett Nose. We believe everything vibrates at a certain frequency, and we're here to raise the vibration. You'll hear stories of incredible resilience, manifestation, and what to do when you find that even resilience has a toll. Because a bitch is tired, honey. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, welcome, sunshine. <laughs> welcome to Monday. It's early <laughs> AF. Yes, it is. Okay, so. Who's ready to get okay. fucked up with us? I mean, it's five o'clock somewhere, right? All the time. I, I feel like there needs to be a different saying for that because i mean everybody knows what it means but i hate saying it it's like so cringe to me when i say it. it's five o'clock somewhere <laughs> i mean any excuse to drink i don't care so yeah. yes it is that time of the week i'm doing my drink of the week and i'm super excited because i really brought it like i actually brought a good drink and you week. even have like the mugs the i brought cups. you know because y'all slacked it's fine it's and fine ice and lavender petals yes so i made a lavender lemonade mule tito's because that's my favorite vodka and I put a lemon and some lavender and some spray lavender that's edible on the top as garnish. Ooh. Oh, so good. Ready? Fancy. So here, let's cheers. Hey, cheers. Cheers. It's mm. so good. Delish. And I'm not even going to lie. I took Just, a sip before. I already took a sip. Oh, okay. He snuck a sip. <laughs> I, snuck a sip. I snuck a sip and it didn't taste like it had vodka in it. I mean, so I, I poured a little more vodka in it. Did you pour more in mine? Yes. Oh, okay, I put good. like a shot and a half in each. It still doesn't That's taste fine. like there's it's, vodka it's in fine. it. It's fine. Dangerous. Mm. It's good, Dangerous. Right? It's good. Do you want another shot? Yeah, I want to get just let's just take just body shots off of <laughs> Alex. Body shots off. Yeah. Monday morning. Yeah. I saw her nipples last week. So let's take body shots. We got a top every week. So body shots. Yes. Okay, well, there's a bed right there. I don't know. I mean, Let's there go. is, right? <laughs> the Gucci. Or no, it's a Louis. It's a Louis. It's Louis. <laughs> there's a Louis blanket on it. But if y'all are wondering why there's a bed in our studio, it's because I do Reiki in here. So we don't just have a random bed in our studio where we record the podcast. That right. would be freaky. It'd be fun. But <laughs> <laughs> there's a point to it. Mm. All right. So let's enjoy this drink and let's talk about our peak in our pit. All right. So Bennett, we'll start off with you, of course, with your peak and pit. Me and my best friend, we started a manifestation notebook this week. Oh, hey. Yes. So basically, I wake up every morning and write down my manifestations i love that what is it i don't want to say it because okay. i feel like when you say your manifestations it's like i got you you know there's people out there that they like, got the evil eye you know oh, yeah, or, they can, yeah. Mm -hmm. just protect your energy exactly but there's three things on there and i write i i am i feel i see Mm -hmm. And I'm going to. I love that. Do Amazing. you do the three six nine method? Three six nine. Damn you, fine. Three, six, right, three six nine. <laughs> your Damn mama you. is fine. <laughs> no, I don't what do that one. Yeah, <laughs> what is that? Yeah, okay, it. so it's um in the morning you write out your manifestation three times. In the afternoon you write it six times, and then in the evening you do it nine times. Oh, and wow. each sentence has to be 17 seconds long when you write it oh, specifically. I love so you details. have to like time yourself writing it. Yeah, I mean, it's like Nikola Tesla made it up, this whole theory, and it's called the law of attraction. So if you write it 369, like Amelia said, for 40 days, and they're 17 seconds long, you know, when you write it out, that's going to come true. And I've done it, actually. I mean, it's, you can manifest easily. No, honestly, you really can. And like, I think the biggest thing that we forget when we're manifesting is to be absolutely Delulu. Like, you have to be. That's delusional for you guys who didn't know. Yes. <laughs> Delulu, our favorite. Um, no, seriously, like, you really do because you are going to get exactly what you want. So, like, if you're just, like, thinking basic... Like, you're going to get that, and then you're going to be like, oh, what the fuck? I mm -hmm. could have, like, manifested, like, more for myself, you oh, know? completely. I think so. I'm pretty Delulu. I love yeah, it. I love not, it. They, you know, one of my three <laughs> manifestations is, like, absolutely out there. Good. So. It better Amazing. be. You'll see when it happens. Oh. I'm super excited. So that's my peak, my well, pit. Bennett, when it happens, tell us. 
Okay, yeah, I will. Okay. Oh, yep, yep, yep. My pit. I just got like these new windshield wipers mm-hmm. not too long ago. That's a big boy thing to do. I love that for you. Right. Grown up. I wish the guy that put them on was a big boy too. The windshield wipers flew the fuck off. Like, like what the hell? <laughs> That's okay. And so for the other person too, right. I got hit with it. But yeah, that was my peak in my pit. <laughs> Let's go with you, Amelia. Oh, my peak in my pit. I, my pit. I was really depressed. I was depressed for like two days straight. And it was just, I don't know. I don't have like anything to be depressed about. I don't really think like you have to. I think it's just like the chemical Mm -hmm. imbalance in me was just really chemically imbalanced Mm -hmm. that day. Mm -hmm. Those two days. It was chemically imbalancing. Yes, it definitely the fuck was. And so I was just offline. Like I was isolating. I could tell. No. And you didn't even tell me. No, yeah, it was pretty. I mean, I feel like it's very apparent because I don't look good. I look like I've been homeless for like 14 days. Like I look (laughs) for 14 days. No, I'm serious because I don't shower. Like I'm just like not great, you know? And, um, And then I isolate myself. So like. I feel like I look rough, you know, having a rough time. Um, okay, so that's my pit. Mm-hmm. Uh, my I'm glad peak. you're doing better. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, you look great. Thank you. You do. Thank you. I this told her is... that this morning. I'm like, you look a bomb. I'm like, why are you all dolled up right now, doll? Um, I went out last night. That's from last night. <laughs> this is Jesus from last Christ. Night. Right? She looks great. Hey, it looks the like you primer. did your makeup this morning. It's the primer, honey. Whoa. The what is it? The spray. Urban Decay? Uh, yeah, actually, it I is. And then the Elf elf spray yeah wow well i have no makeup on and i feel like an ugly asshole right now oh i feel disgusting i feel sweaty and hot okay so you're you're okay i promise you're fine oh the heater's on right there is that why i'm like (laughs) fucking shit is burning back here because i thought i was having a heat stroke so that's nice um she's always having a heat stroke for sure honestly i feel like without even trying like i manifest that for myself so now that's how i'm going out like (laughs) it's gonna be a heat stroke oh no um my peak was i got reiki from alex oh hey yes and it was so fucking good it was yes. so good oh thank you well, what yeah, is no, reiki thank you. reiki is an energy um healing technique so i was attuned by my master reiki healer so i'm a master reiki healer too basically the universal life force energy flows through me and i heal people with my hands i'm certified in holy fire too which i can do with my eyes and my brain i just remove stuck energy from people the negative energy that's just stagnant in the body i can heal people not like when i say heal that's on a whole big scale I can heal people that have injuries or trauma and emotional pain. So it's actually such an amazing thing. I love it. I can actually heal people myself too with my own energy. Anybody can do it, but I don't because it drains my energy. I use the Reiki energy. It was so good. Like I'm going to tell you right now, like honestly, like when you're depressed, when you get out of it, it's very random and sporadic, at least for me. Like I just get out of it. And then I feel like a hangover. I just feel like I have to kind of get myself back into the groove. I got to like going back to normal life, whatever. So like that was like a great way to get back into the groove. Amazing. It was so good. Like I felt so much better. Good. I was relaxed. I slept good yes. after. Yay. Like it was lovely. Well, anytime, boo, come. Yes. I need oh, to I'm sign up too. Now. Yeah, I'm for addicted, sure. For sure. And if anybody else wants some Reiki healing in their life, DM me. Yeah, hey. no. Hey. Fuck meth. I'm going to start doing <laughs> Reiki 24 <laughs> seriously. Not that I do meth, but like. No. 
<laughs> would be addicted honestly, to this, to be does, honest. Because like I get the healing energy also when I'm doing it. Um, it feels euphoric. Like, oh, you can feel it too. I can, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I didn't know that. I feel the energy, and I use tuning forks a lot too because I love my tuning forks, and and it feels euphoric like you're on drugs, but you're not. So you're yeah, on come see drug me. of life. Uh huh. High on life. High on energy. A new type of dealer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch. It's gonna, it's like up and coming. Reiki's yeah. going to be a huge thing in like five years. Watch. And I'll be You'll seasoned. Be like, uh, yeah, I was just going to say, yep. One of the first. Like fine wine. There a we go. pioneer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So. so my peak is I just got back from New York. I went and saw Queen Herbie over the weekend, actually yesterday. And it was, you guys... I'm going to have to even just talk about this on a different episode because it was so fascinating and magnificent and magical and everything that like I could have hoped for. So I want to tell you more of my experience seeing Queen Herbie for the first time live singing in my face. It was something like I, I never, I, I don't even know the, like the feeling was, um, I, I, okay. I can't speak about it anymore. Best right now. concert ever. You'll have to post videos later today I will, of the I, concert. I don't even care about any artists. I don't care about celebrities. I yeah. don't care about who you are, where you're from. If you're A, B, or C, or D, or fucking F, I don't care. Yeah. But there's something about Queen Herbie that is different. And my daughter was with me, so I took my daughter, Bella. Oh, um, I love that. So it was just such an amazing experience. And she loves Queen, too. She's heard, you know, oh, Queen for years because I play it a lot. So she knows a lot of her songs. So... You know, got to go to New York with my daughter. She's going to be 18 in, well, next month. Oh, wow. Holy crap. She's going to be 18 girl, that's next That's crazy. Yeah. So then my pit, though, is I didn't you, have you a pit. Didn't have a I, I still just feel like I'm on a high from Queen Herbie. So I have no pit in my life right now from last week. And that's what it is. So that's great. And that's okay. Okay. So Jasmine is here with us. She's our first guest. Thank you so much for being here with us and for writing in and wanting to share your resilient story with us. So welcome. Yes. We're so excited to have you. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to be asking you some questions. So you're resilient because of, of course, trauma. But what was your past job? I previously was in the sex worker industry. A 304. Period. We love Wait, that. what's a 304? <laughs> you want to say it? 304. Money and hoes make the world go round. Okay, so then what does that mean? I get compensated for my company. Like an escort, correct? Essentially. Do you do everything from just like spending time with people up to even going all the way with them or everything in between? What does it mean? To me personally, I don't do all the extra shit. I will run off on a trick. As soon as the money is in hand, I will act like I gotta go to the hospital and I will dig. Yeah. So how do you find these people? And how much are they paying you? Or did, because you said so, that was your past yeah, job. So past work. Sex workers, they, everyone's different. They have different rates that they go by, whether it's hourly, overnight, half hours, whatever the case is, it's all different. Me personally, you started out with an hour with me and it was 500 and that was just to get me there. Oh, okay, shit. so how do you find these people asking for a friend? There are websites. There's websites for it. Okay. So you can post on the web or there's a thing that you can call freelancing. Obviously, the money's there. You feel me? $500 for 30 minutes. Like, where could I sign up for sure? <laughs> Other than the money, like, what else led you to decide to do this type of work? Honestly, I've always been on my own and I've always had my own. Um, at the end of the day, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a businesswoman outside of the sex work. Even with the sex work, that doesn't make or break me. But it can get you from the ground up. It gets mm -hmm. you to where you need to be. And if you are doing the sex work or if you're in that industry, if you stay true to yourself and down for yourself and you stick to your goal, you're not going to be stuck in it forever. 
So if you get into it, and I got into it with a goal in mind and what I wanted for myself. And once I hit that goal, I cold turkey stopped. So you used it as a stepping stone basically to get you to where you needed to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And did you get into any drugs? Did you get into drinking? Did you get into any of that Mm -hmm. stuff? I mean, to be honest, I was, I've always been a crazy girl. (laughs) Tell us like one of your craziest stories while you were doing this. I get a lot of foot fetish people. Okay, you guys wanna see my feet? That's fine. I'm just kidding. You can't spell feet without fees. Um, but I had a lot of people that I was in, actually I was in Ohio and I had a guy come like see my feet and what's crazy, it was, he, he was a dentist, but he literally asked me to, um, walk in my shoes barefoot for like hours before he came. So my feet stunk. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> so not only, so not only pretty feet, but pretty feet. That's they stinking. Yeah. You know, but they don't always stink. It was, special, you know, custom made. <laughs> I mean, I know about those girls who be bought on their farts and selling yeah, them for $1,000. So he would, he literally laid on the floor, clothes on. I stayed with my clothes on, didn't touch him, nothing. He wanted me to smush his face. He wanted me to like literally hawk a loogie on him. I slapped him. I punched him. I didn't. I literally dog walked him around the room. Like he for how much? He ended up paying me like two grand. Definitely one of the misconceptions. You feel me? One, I feel like you get the label that like you're nasty, you're dirty, you know what I'm saying? Because you're having sex. But like you just said, you're not really having sex. I can't say everybody, but majority sex workers are some of the cleanest people and the nicest people I've ever met. I could be an average girl fucking 10 guys for free for nothing and have a std mm-hmm. a sex worker you're not gonna catch them doing shit for free or fucking anybody mm-hmm. right you know what i mean yes we're in the industry but that doesn't entail what people think i think people don't know what the industry entails right like like amelia was saying there's so many different aspects of sex work but still i have an only fan so apparently to amelia i'm in the sex industry which that's fine i'm in the sex industry to be to honest me- i feel like a stay-at-home mom is a sex worker you're fucking what? for a place to live. Also, going back to the misconceptions, you feel me? Even on the other end, it was a dentist, a professional that was coming mm-hmm. to to see you for like a kink of his. Yeah. And I just feel like everybody's doing it regardless if you're I getting paid for it or not. Because we're so open with it. There's no like shameness. And then I feel like it's also shamed upon because it's majority married men or men that have a significant other or whatever. They're looking for that fantasy that they're not getting at home. But at the end of the day, like I said, if you're a stay-at-home mom, you're essentially a sex worker because what the fuck are you doing? You're fucking for a roof over your head. And you had sex and now you have a lot of work to do. And you were stuck with a kid where your husband's paying an escort, so. And have you seen a lot of married men? Yeah, for sure. And then does that, like, make you feel any type of way or this is your job? That's not my husband at the end of the day. But to be honest, I've always liked girls before I liked men, too, so I still hated men. But I personally, I don't see women and I don't do threesomes. Okay. But the sex work. It's out there. There are females paying for sex as well. Yeah, there's also, you think it's not just women that are in sex workers. That are sex workers, I mean. (laughs) Were you asking, is there women that pay pay her for her time? Uh, Just in general, because, you know, I'm the only guy in the room and everyone's like, oh, hey, guys. But like also there's females that pay for sex as well. Yeah, no, there for sure is. And like me personally, when I, I was in the industry, I got a lot of couples. Oh, yeah, I did get a lot of couples. Yeah. So, okay, you wouldn't have sex with them then. Was Did you ever do... will play dead before I have to. <laughs> but you wouldn't actually do, like, anything sexual at all with anybody? 
I mean, to me, on it, uh, when I deal with some somebody and I like, you know, I can't keep finessing them or like playing it off, and they're like, "All right, I paid you for this, and you whatever," you know. I kind of just like always try to beat around the bush, and I, I I don't do any of the extra stuff. Where in a lot of these girls, it's sad because the girls that don't have like the proper guidance, or they're doing it because they absolutely have to, so they're they're collecting any type of money they can get, like, and they're doing the most, which is really dangerous at the end of the day Mm -hmm. it's really dangerous like this industry is dangerous if you aren't doing it right how do you learn then to do it right the game is so not told yeah I feel like you either have it or you don't it's kind of like how in the previous podcast I talked about you either can be a dancer or you can't like it's either meant for you or it's just not when these guys are asking me something crazy and they're like okay you know I want to get down to the nitty-gritty or whatever I was like, oh, babe, like you didn't read the fine print. Like, I don't do that. <laughs> Sorry. Uh-huh. Money's already in <laughs> Like, has anybody gotten pissed at you? Yeah, but it is dangerous. And like, knock on wood, and I'm very thankful nothing's happened to me. Because there are some people out there that they will really try women. Like, you have to stand the ground. And when you come face to face with somebody you are meeting, you kind of have to set the tone for yourself. Because a man can smell, they can smell it on you from a mile away they can take advantage of you or take control. And I don't let that shit slide. Obviously, you um, being someone that's like in the fine print, I ain't doing any of the extra (laughs) shit. You have to have like some type of morals for yourself. You got to be like a strong woman to like stand for yourself in this industry. If you are in the industry, you don't have morals. But no, like I said, some like this industry, it's some of like the cleanest, sweetest, nicest women I have met. Like I've came across, yes, there are some that are just like, not to like shame other women that, you know, maybe they don't have a choice. So they got to do some, a little extra stuff, you know, but there has been times that, you know, someone has tried to get upset with me. But if I'm like, you know, in a hotel room and they come to me, certain places, I won't go to other people. Like you have to come to me. I will run out the hallway naked and start screaming. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I do not care. Like it's I safety. It's your yeah, number one they, priority. If, if they start trying to test me and they think because you know I don't want to get caught whatever I will scream I will bang my head against the wall I will stand outside naked I will run up and down the hallway naked I will follow you to your car if you try to run out on me you're not getting away (laughs) (laughs) no and just to go back to what you said about sex workers have been some of the nicest women that you have ever met I can even attest to that the kindest women ever they don't judge you. I don't know. It's just, they're so kind. They really are. So I completely agree with that. So has being in the sex industry, has that affected your personal relationships at all? I wouldn't say like with my partner, no. But like, I'm really just turned off by like, I wouldn't even say men. Yeah, it's and women too. Because when you do this, you come across so many people and it, it'll be crazy because it'll be like somebody with like the most beautiful wife or have it all and they want to pay somebody. And it's, it just, it embeds something else in your head that kind of makes you like fucking hate humanity. Because you're you like, you're really different. like, you're really doing this when you have it all. I feel like it's made me a cold person, but in a good way because you're not about to bamboozle me. So, so. do you think that like in the future, if you were to be with a man forever, or whatever that you would have a hard time trusting them if at all like 100 percent, or because you know like when people say that oh i'm looking his number up on everything oh well yeah because there's an app where girls leave reviews if you've paid for coochie before i'm gonna look up your my ex (laughs) you can look it up but if they're like good clients girls don't say nothing but they will it's like a bad client like people oh he was cheap ass client so he's probably yeah if they got reviews or yeah you can look it up i look up everybody's number can i ask you something 
<laughs> what? Have you mm. ever had a pimp? I did, but I ran off on you. So, okay, for those who don't know what a pimp is, explain what a pimp is. Guidance, protection. They, it's not a relationship, but it's like, you know, when you are a normal relationship, boyfriend and girlfriend, a woman wants a man that leads. Even, whether you're independent or not, you still want a man that leads. Right. And so you can follow him. And that's kind of how it is in the game, too. So back in the day when before like these 2023 pimps uh, it was a good thing they they protected you they provided they took care of you you know whether you're giving him the money or not and you guys are doing it for the benefit of the both of you you were taken care of you had a home your kids were fed your family was good you were straight you weren't wanting for nothing Nowadays, these boys or men want to claim to be pimps and they know what they're doing and, you know, everything under the sun, but they're not even taking care or holding up their mm -hmm. end. And it's like the girl's coming back, giving their money, but they don't have the rent mm -hmm. to pay. Mm -hmm. So, no, I, I Nobody don't. Nobody needs no pimp. Exactly. Right. So if you had to, would you go back? If the price is right. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything that you would like to say before we wrap up? Anything that you would like people to know about the industry or not or any last words? I don't know. I just feel like I'm resilient because I really go through everything on my own. I make everything happen for myself. And whether whatever people look at sex work as, I've never let it like define who I am today. Because I also go bust a day after this. I don't care what people think. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, you're not fucking me. You're not paying my bills. Mm -hmm. You're not doing nothing for me. So what business do you have speaking on me? The modern day house mom is an escort, so. Controversial. I love it. I love it. The moms. That's the biggest gem. Like technically, like if you want to get down to the nitty gritty of like paying somebody, for everybody something. does it. Yeah, everybody right. does it. Sometimes it is transactional, you feel mm -hmm. me? Everything's transactional mm -hmm. because it's like, say you go to a restaurant and a, a man just thinks you're pretty. He's going to tip you more yeah. just because you're pretty and you're buying food. You think I'm pretty. You want to see me naked. He's going to cough it You're up. going to pay some more. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Thank you for being our first because it's going to show a lot of people that they too can come on and share their story and be in a safe environment. I'll send you my Venmo so you can send my fee. Just kidding. <laughs> well, I would say give us your at Jasmine, but you're staying anonymous. So if you want to come on our podcast and share your story, you can do as well. Just write into us at resilientaf3 on Instagram. Or Amelia, what is the email that they can email to? Resilientaf3 at gmail.com. You heard it here. All right. And that was your resilient story for the week. Thanks for having me. All right. It's that time. It's a conspiracy time. And I made Ooh. up a name for this one. The play on words. And Amelia already knows the conspiracy that I'm doing, but you don't pin it. So the name that I named it is Simply Conspiracy. Simply conspiracy. Like simping? Like, you not, know, like people are simping? Not like that, but like simp think of, um, like you're wearing one of the colors that they are. The simply conspiracy. The Simpsons. Yeah. The Simpsons. Simpsons. There Simpsons. Because yeah. yeah, they have the go. yellow on. Yeah, yes. The Simpsons. Yep. Wait, what's the controversy? This conspiracy is nuts. Or the conspiracy. Conspiracy. Yeah. Controversy. Controversy. Oh, hell no. We're not doing that. This is so controversial. Yeah, the kind conspiracy of. with The Simpsons is the writers or the writer has predicted a lot of things that have come true. Mm. And it's been on air for decades. So when they first started predicting things that happened, it was like, wait, what, what? But now it's been like 20 years and they predicted a lot. And there's still a lot that, there's, that they put in the program mm -hmm. that could happen in the future. That's scary. But mm. they have predicted the coronavirus, Trump being and president. It's, yeah, being president. So this was like years before he even started running for president. And the shot is literally like 
side by side, shot by shot. Shut up. It's Legit. I- identical. That's identical. Crazy. And so, and then they predicted the Kobe Bryant, you know, the helicopter crashing. They also predicted oh, Lady been... Gaga at the um, Super Bowl, like how she flew uh-huh. around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the really? Simpsons. Yeah, it was on the Simpsons ten years before she actually did it. Um, and so they predicted like, oh, so many more things. I would have been pissed. Why the fuck would you put that in he there? He didn't die in it though. The helicopter crashed. He got out of the helicopter and he had like these awards that he won in his hand. Mm-hmm. And somebody was trying to steal them from him. Do you think that's actually what happened? And like he might or be it, it could or be something. like patents. It could be stuff that he's working on, you know, not actual awards, but it could be something that he was working on that mm-hmm. was why he was killed. Like they don't want him to have that type of power or whatever came with whatever he, he was, was protecting. He was, he was working on a lot. Was when he? he passed away, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was working on things that were like going like to be health, a big deal. Like health stuff? I or? can't remember, but there was like one project that he was working on that people didn't want him to do and like other people were trying to steal. Oh Yikes. my God. So the Simpsons have predicted so much stuff. So the right, okay. So I think everybody can predict the future mm-hmm. because everybody just is held down for the, by the vibration. They don't know and telepathy and clairvoyance and all of that is real. And so I'm just kind of confused. Like, is this guy, the writer of the Simpsons, just very in tune with, you know, his clairvoyance and being able to the future or is he a time traveler or mm-hmm. what the hell is going on mm-hmm. who is I, this guy i heard he's a time traveler so like he traveled back and forth in time so wait for real legit like that's part of the conspiracy is that the writer is a time traveler and he seen a bunch of stuff happening and he put it in the simpsons so basically the simpsons is what he's seen during his travels yeah how did he remember all of that i think you wrote it down you wrote it down i mean when you're a freaking time traveler yeah yeah that's all you have is time (laughs) (laughs) and it goes back to like what you were saying about like the good karma and the bad karma remember you were talking about that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay so what if donald trump is a part of that though too because nikola tesla he's the one that made the machines to go back in time and forward in Mm -hmm. time right okay so there's this theory that because he died randomly, didn't he, yeah, or something? He died, yeah. And he left all of his um, paperwork behind. And if you look at it, in the building that he left the paperwork behind, the building was um, owned, or no, 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 the paperwork was found by Donald Trump's great, great, great grandfather. So, Dr. John G. Trump, an electrical engineer with the National Defense Research Committee of the Office of Scientific Research, was called in to analyze the Tesla papers in the OAP custody following the three-day investigation. Dr. Trump, so he saw all of those papers that Nikola Tesla left behind. So what if he gave, he passes down those papers to each person in his family and Donald Trump has those and he's like, okay, I'm gonna use these. I'm gonna have someone go back in time and then I'm gonna have the Simpsons put it out there because he's, they're basically like, brainwashing us into thinking this is already okay. Oh my God. But they already planned it a long time ago. They already planned it a long time ago. We're onto something. We're onto something. Maybe with the Simpsons, they're... Because remember when I talked about in the previous podcast how um, like celebrities and people of power, they have to basically throw it in our face to get uh-huh. like good karma points totally. or whatever. So what if the Simpsons are is doing that? Like the... like. Oh, cool. Yeah, totally. Like in some way, shape, or form, like maybe they're like trying, and they're also trying to disguise it as, oh, it's a cartoon, like it's not real, and then, but at the same time, they're gaining their good karma points right. because they're technically telling us, but we're just choosing not Absolutely. to open our third mm-hmm. eye mm-hmm. and believe it. Mm-hmm. Crazy, yeah, insane. I believe both of those. Yeah, 
like he's a time traveler and he was hired by them to you know be the one that's in charge of like the good karma points like all right well you know what's going to happen so put it in yeah. a cartoon so we could tell everyone and yep. get these good karma points and we'll pay you to be part of this or he's part of them or he's or he's part of he started it yeah. started it or Who he's knows? the illuminati probably so we want to hear though like what you think about this conspiracy how are they predicting all of this it's wild. I don't even watch The Simpsons, but I hear about it all the time when they predict stuff. Like, it's all over TikTok. Mm-hmm. And it happens. So hit us up on Instagram at ResilientAF3 and let us know what you think about The Simpsons. Yeah, that's about it for today, y'all. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in again. Yes. We appreciate you. I love you. Make sure you go make yourself a lavender lemonade Moscow Mule tonight. And get fucked or this up morning. without even knowing it. That <laughs> shit was now. strong without even knowing it. Yeah. Like, it's it was delish, good. Right? I'm oh, going yeah. to make it every week. My Monday's about to be lit. It is. I feel like you roofied me without, I know you didn't, but like. Yo, I only put a shot in half. Bennett was the one who continued to add the alcohol. And it also has lavender in it. So I'm going to be sleeping. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Baby roofie right there. That's what you use on babies. It's lavender spray. You just. Really? Yeah. You spray that. They're they're fucking out. I did not know that. Hell yeah. Yeah, It's calming. Chloroform. chloroform. Baby chloroform. Chloroform. That's what we call it. Yeah, because they're out. Done. Whiskey helps too. Yeah. You can do it with dogs and cats too. Not whiskey. Whiskey. (laughs) That was only like. Yeah, like you put it on their gums. Uh They used to say that. Oh, back in the day. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, back in the day. Now it's just arnica gel you put on there. Yeah, exactly. If you did it now, you'd be going to prison for life. (laughs) CPS. Where are you? (laughs) Why is everyone alcoholics? All right, well, make sure to follow us on Instagram at ResilientAF3. I'm at that Dreas. I'm at Emilia Jackson94. And I'm at Bennett Knows. Hey. Bye. Bye. <laughs>